the Color and Photography podcast, where we present the diversity and uniqueness of photography from the past and the present. Today's guest is Veronica Sanchez, a Venezuelan photographer based in Hong Kong. She studied photojournalism at the University of Wales Trinity St. David in Swansea, Wales. In 2014, she founded Photo Feminas, an online blog profiling female photographers from Latin America and the Caribbean. She has organized and produced exhibitions, projections, and talks in Argentina, China, Chile, Ecuador, Guatemala, Mexico, Peru, Uruguay, and Venezuela. She is a member of the Hong Kong Journalists Association and a contributor to Magnum Photos. Sanchez is also a freelance contributor to Photo World Magazine in China and a freelance contributor to the Photographic Museum of Humanity. Welcome, Veronica. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, can you give us a, a brief intro on how you got involved in photography? Sure. So I began to study photography in 2005. I was back then based in Brighton, England. And that's where I began my like two-year diploma, BTEC, in photography. And then after those two years, I moved to Wales, where I got my degree in uh, photojournalism uh, from 2007 until 2010. And after that, I'd just been working, yeah, as a photographer, really. Oh, around photography, I How guess. How did you end up in Hong Kong? Oh. Um, it, it was related to a family re relocation, like related to work. So it's sort of like, he brought us here um but then despite being on the other side of a planet I, I i decided i wanted to continue with my projects um yeah so that's that's how it kind of like it happened yeah normally like i've always found that with photography where whatever project you want to work on it's pretty feasible to discover it wherever you are i think for me, it was like I, I've always known my passion for Latin American photography has always been like my thing. And it doesn't mean that I'm not open or, you know, to other topics. I like I'm interested in discovering other topics, but I feel like I find myself or express myself in that sort of like, you know, kind of like very narrow sort of like area. So that's why I decided to continue it from here. Hmm. Uh, do you are you assignment based or do the assignments find you um so as a photographer I do different things like sometimes I get assignments for some editorial um you know I guess uh publications and then what I do most of it is like more commercial or corporate here in Hong Kong but I think that's very much the nature of the city um hmm. So um, I would say that that's, that's pretty much like my regular sort of like photography type of job. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I love doing editorial stories, like especially when it's related to kind of like culture. Um, yeah, that's sort of like, I would say my passion, yeah. Um, I do want to talk about the recent protests in Hong Kong. That was like a mm. massive uprising. Did, did it surprise you at first that, at the number of people who took to the streets 
Absolutely, yeah. I I I went to the biggest one so far, which had the two million people. I did the, the entire route, like I walked from the start to end, and it, it, I was just so impressed. I had never seen anything like that. There was just so many people, and everyone was really quiet. It was very, very peaceful. Um, but the power I I found the power was in the silence, like two million people in such a busy city and loud as Hong Kong and to have so much silence, I just thought it was incredibly powerful. Wow. I didn't realize they were in silence. I thought, mm. I don't know. I assumed people would be talking. There would be ambient noise, but it was mostly in silence. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know how to describe it. Like sometimes of course there were some groups of people who were, you know, like saying bits and bobs, but it wasn't like chanting loud or, um like I mean two million people that's like you know that's a city <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, that's a country <laughs> like it's tons of people did people just did the city just shut down did people not no. go to school not go to work so that was on a Sunday um so oh. I mean Hong Kong is very commercial um and it's I would say it's like unimaginable to see Hong Kong without people in a shopping mall like there there are loads of shopping malls and I live no far from the commercial area and everyone was just in the streets um, protesting no one was at shops or restaurants or like that I think that was for me the power of the of that particular one but there's been many more since June like there's been one that was like over one million people and it was pouring down uh, with rain and just like, yeah, there's been several, but I think the two million people and there was, yeah, that other one over one million people because it was like umbrellas and the rain and it was just like, wow, it was really impressive. So the one that had pretty much the only amount of violence was the one at the airport? Well, it's sort of been changing now because there's been different sort of like movements. So when when it began this year, there, it was pretty much always like a walk from Victoria Park to the mm -hmm. like the government offices in Central. Um, but now it has been like in different oh. locations, like in the MTR, which is the subway. So sometimes it's been like Prince Edward. Some other times has been Cosby Bay or TSD, or um, where else? Uh, oh, yeah, near the airport as well. So it now is sort of like, it kind of like moves around as opposed to following like the route, the single route. But as far as I know, uh, they haven't been granted the permission for the protest uh, route because oh. it's, it's just so many people, they need the actual road. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you never really felt unsafe then covering these protests? Uh, well, I haven't been to the, the most violent sort of like events, like when, when, when they entered the, the parliament, I wasn't there, but um, I have some friends who were there. And they, I mean, I haven't heard, I, I don't think in that particular one, but I think there has been other ones when there has been the the gas, you know, like the police being 
you know, been more violent, like also in the MTR in the subway, I've heard, but I haven't been physically in those um, sort of situations, so I couldn't really say. But I, the ones that I went to, um, I never felt unsafe. No, I didn't. Oh, cool. Uh, can you talk about photofeminists and how this whole thing came about? Yeah, of course. So photofeminists began when I was based in New York. So it was sort of like I began the website, sorry, <laughs> in 2014. 2014. Um, and then I began the first feature January 2015. And ever since I've had the monthly feature. Um, so it was pretty much like responding to something I felt um, I couldn't really find. And I, and I sort of kind of like, you know, sort of upset me that I wasn't able to find enough information about um, Latin American female photographers and, and also kind of showing different stories and topics and, other like different as in like from sort of like certain stereotypes which I'm not denying them like violence and poverty and you know drugs and Mm -hmm. um I think you know these 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 are realities from the region however it's not like you know the 100% picture of everyone Mm -hmm. so that sort of was my other motivation like um, I really like researching. That's one of the things I enjoy the most, actually, about photofeminists. Just finding mm-hmm. new ways to tell the stories, or like, um, and and I wanted to sort of like share what I I was finding, and and sort of like, I guess this is also, you know, I'm from Venezuela. My family lives in Venezuela. There is a lot of political you know issues in Venezuela and I guess this is maybe this is sort of like my way of you know kind of like showing who we are like there's just different angles to it I guess I I guess this is how I begin to see it now like my way to respond yeah have you noticed since you started this has it has it been easier to find more like has it changed like from what you're it's, starting yeah it's it's definitely easier to find now for i mean there's many factors why uh one um well social media is stronger today than when i started it like instagram uh has been a major help because um well you get tagged and what people follows you know the follow and the follow and then they end up finding you through the tags or the hashtags i guess um mm-hmm. Oh, I end up finding people that way or, you know, of course, a lot of people write uh, messages on Instagram. So um, that way I always direct them to our website and then they reach out to me. Um, then another uh, reason is that, well, we've grown. We're now a community of over 60 photographers. So uh, more photographers know about what I do, so they reach out to me directly as opposed to me, you know, researching constantly. Yeah. Um, which which is fine, you know. I have a I have a lot of names listed that I want to feature, but you know, sometimes it's just like the right time, the right topic, and then it's like, oh yeah, I really would love to feature this now. Um, another 
reason, uh, well, the same photographers that I have featured, they have introduced me to some of their colleagues or, you know, peers and they're like, hey, Vero, I think this is a really strong project. Check it out if you get a chance. And I will always, I would always take a moment to, you know, check it out. And if I think it's of my interest and it kind of fits, you know, like the mm-hmm the feminist line then i would invite her to to be featured um so yeah in order to be for the feminist um you've got to be invited by me um and once i make the invitation if the photographer agrees uh then we work together in the feature um so so it basically it's always a collaboration of two it's always you know me and the photographer working together yeah Cool. And then through Fofa Feminas, you've started curating. Is is that right? Yeah. So basically, my journey has been very organic in the sense that when I was in university, I was already feeling all this sort of like, you know, I didn't really have the knowledge. And also internet wasn't as wide as it is today uh, in terms of like, you know, the information that you could find. but like I always had in my mind, like, you know, why is it so hard to find women? And well, even, you know, five, seven years ago, you go to Magnum website, you didn't have that many women, uh, yeah. for example. And, and that was a big source for me when I was researching for inspiration or, you know, seven, like seven, the agency, this sort of like the big names. Um, and I and And then on top of that, it was hard for me to find you know, projects about Latin America or taken by Latin Americans. Um, and then yeah. I did like my external project I did in South America, I did in Chile. And then I was really inspired when I was there doing a lot of research. And then I wrote my dissertation um, about the different views uh, in Mexico, uh, Mexican photographers and, you know, like uh, like foreign uh, photographers in Mexico and that sort of like oh that sort of opened up for me like a new understanding like yes yeah, it's, it's kind of like topics how people you know sort of like focus on a topic or how do they understand it and so on and on so I think there were several things happening in my last year of uni and then when I finished I moved to London and I began to contribute in a culture magazine for a, a NGO which is the Latin American House it's an NGO to help Latin American people who live in UK um, and they have a little magazine called Ventana Latina and I began with them um, essentially interviewing photographers um, who worked in Latin America men and women and then sort of like you know, I would say like this was like my first attempt to curate. Like I would invite one photographer per month. We will have a conversation, like ten questions with. That was the name of a of a section, mm-hmm. and sort of like from there, I did that for three years, and then very soon again I came with the same sort of conclusion, like. How, why is it so hard to find women in Latin America? And and well, Carla Gachet, who 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 recommended, who got told you about photo feminists, mm-hmm. 
uh, she was one of the people that I, I interviewed back then. That must have been like 2011. Mm. And then, and then, and then pretty much from there, I moved to New York. I was very influenced by the environment too. And, and then I was like, I want to do a whole thing myself. That is, you know, this topic. So I guess the curator, it's also kind of like a slash activist, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, so yeah, but I, I think for me, it has been like a very organic thing. It, it wasn't like I finished uni and I knew, oh, I want to be a curator of this. Like, no, I think it sort of has sort of like evolved, um, yeah, with me. I think that's how I see anyway. That's how I see. Cool. So is curating, do you think uh, on the same par with photography, do you feel like it's like giving you that satisfaction, the same satisfaction? Yeah. I mean, like very often people ask me like, Oh, what is your personal projects, you know, as a photographer, but I feel like, so far, my personal project, this is, you know, photo feminist is my personal project. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely satisfied me, you know, finding a photographer who, who you know, who's been creative and I don't know, it's had or has had like the right angle to tell a story. I mean, a lot of the stories that I feature are very social. Some of them are more conceptual. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, like, there is quite obvious sort of, like, social, um, yeah, and um, kind of, like, angle. And I'm sure it's related to the fact that I study photojournalism. So I care about sharing, you know, social stories. Um, I think the curator has a big responsibility, too, because um, if you're choosing a body of work, um, you also got to care for the story that the photography is telling, uh, right? You, you're caring for the people that that photographer decided to pay their attention to. And I think, you know, I would like to think that, you know, somehow we by creating awareness, we are so, one way or another, you know, we're helping people to, to have a better understanding you know whether it's like you know people who migrated or, or whether it's like communities in danger or female rights or I, I mean I think the curator definitely has has an impact too or like you know LGBTIQ stories like if we don't select that kind of stories then yeah yeah I I have a degree in photojournalism so I, I get that whole, like the connection that it, you want your viewer to connect with what you're photographing and, and vice versa. So I get that mm. aspect of it. I think it's kind of like, even if you don't continue as a photojournalist professionally, uh, you're always going to carry that, you know, initial training within your work. Yeah, I think so too. I think because that sort of like initial interest I think it's sort of like it's there kind of like yeah it's under your skin right like Mm -hmm. yeah um I do want to talk about your series art in progress uh is that is that like an evolution of photo feminist but it's like the art world 
similar to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you read it right. So basically, when I was in this transition that I just described about in my last year of university, I went to Chile and I photographed uh, an NGO. Uh, it was a burn unit for children in Latin America and the Caribbean. And I mean, that had definitely a big impact, like sort of like as a region, like what can be done and, you know, in a different context, of course, that's very medical, but it kind of like, I think in the context of, of our region, like if we come together, we can also have a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so when I, um, when I was in Chile, I did a lot of research in the, they have a really good library, the National Library in Santiago. And then I was in the museums and I had this feeling like, oh, I really want to work with Latin American artists. How can I do it? And I didn't really know, like, how could I make that happen? Me living in Wales. Um, so, but I had never worked with artists. So I just thought, like, maybe I should just try and and I basically I just reached out to every artist that I could that I knew who had a studio in in Swansea or close or nearby Swansea, and and I you know I interviewed them I took photos of their studio their practice portraits I just was like I just really wanted to be around artists and and then again like this when I finished university and then I moved to London and I work in this uh, magazine it's sort of like it was completely the link of what I had been doing in my year before mm-hmm. um, so it was Latin America and interviewing photographers but at the time when I was in uni I didn't really know how to make it happen or like I didn't know I just knew I wanted to work with artists but I didn't know how <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When I was in grad school, I I finished my thesis project and I had like three months of just like writing my thesis, but I still wanted to be creative. And I just turned the camera on the studios around me and that evolved into something sort of like Photo Feminist, but it's it's based around artists that I go into their studio and I photograph them. So I understand that aspect of wanting to connect with an, with the art world. And it was actually a great tool when I moved to Los Angeles to like connect with a city that is so massive and the art world is so diverse that I, and I didn't know that many people. So Mm. it was a, it was a great way to like create a community for myself while still documenting and, and telling their story. Yeah. 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 No, Um, I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, you totally read it right. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Um, I wanted to bring up an aspect and I want to let you know that I'm also asking the male photographers that I'm profiling um, Mm. what it's like to be a parent. So what's it like? being a practicing photojournalist as well as being a mom? How do you balance all of that? Um, well, it's, I mean, I, I'm learning to be a mom. I'm a very brand new mom. <laughs> um, um, I think, I mean, somehow we, oh, I don't know, I've been able to, to balance it. I was like the first six months with Lisa my daughter and I loved it like I really really loved it and I did a bit of like freelance work um 
But now when I look back, I think like, I don't know why I was so pressured or like in such a rush to keep doing freelance work. Um, I guess I was afraid or something. But now looking back, I think like, I think it's worth it to give, you know, three months or six months if you can, you know, to this new little person in your life and to really enjoy it and embrace it. And then I think we always find a way how to, I don't know, how to make things work. And I think I've definitely learned to be more patient, for sure. <laughs> um, but um, kind of been also a big motivation in my life to have her around, um, sort of like finding ways or just like being more patient to kind of like reach the goal that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, it's not, I mean, it's like, you know, like every parent, you know, we sleep less and all of these things. But I don't know. I think it also comes with a lot of inspiration. Nice. Were you were you afraid that the your publications that use you as a photographer would, like, forget about you if you were gone for so long? Well, I never really, I never really mentioned like for the for the few publications that I don't work like editorially. I haven't really mentioned like I am a mom, but it hasn't really come up. Mm. Um, then, like because it's all done by email, like can you do this assignment? Blah blah. blah. So it's pretty much like I guess to the point, and then. And then, like, I, I haven't worked in a long story, for example, for a, for an editorial publication. I've never done that. So maybe that would be different. Like, I, I've never had to travel for a publication and be away for long, for example. So, so maybe, like, technology has been uh, a great thing for, for parents because it kind of takes that assumption out of the way. Or maybe it depends. It depends on the sort of assignments, the stories the photographer usually does. Uh Um, And then, like, what I mostly do in Hong Kong is, like, more commercial. Um, And then it's always based in Hong Kong. So um, I've been able to do my hours and deliver my job. Um, So I haven't encountered, like... Um, a major um, difficulty and I mean I did the breastfeeding and 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 I was able to you know to work whenever I had freelance work and breastfeed as well mm-hmm. um, but it, it, I mean I, I think it also depends you know sometimes it's about the baby too there are certain yeah. babies they really can't be away from the mom and they or they will refuse to be with anyone else, or they will refuse not to, you know, drink from the bottle. They would only want breast, and then that I think makes the equation more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, but I mean that's unpredictable. Nobody can predict how the baby's going to be like. Yeah. Um, and then, in that sense, I guess uh, so far, and I touch wood, you know, Lisa has been in that sense very flexible. Like if I'm out and I come back then she she's okay so so I think that also makes a difference like 
there are babies that they, they just need to be with mom more than others. And what can you do? <laughs> there yeah. is only one mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so what projects are you currently working on? Any Anything that's not on your site that you're willing to talk about? Pro- like personal projects? Uh, yeah, or professional, like the. Anything? Uh, well, well, I have begun like two personal projects about Venezuela, like in the diaspora sort of like aspect or angle. Um, but I'm really bad with my own personal projects that um, takes me ages to take them out, or I don't know. Um, there is one I'm very positive about it, but I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm still thinking, how am I going to bring it up and stuff? And then, well, the other one, so I did this collaboration with my friend who is a writer. She's a poet. She lives in Uruguay. And it's called Pequeño Guerra, Blaze in English, we named it. So we're going to have a little show in New Jersey next month. Um, so we're doing like the third edition of the artist book that we did, which is, uh, my photos and her poems. Um, so for that, we're very excited. It's going to be a show in Hong Kong or Uruguay? No, in New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's a little uh, gallery we got invited there. Um, it's a community college and actually who invited me, he runs a podcast. So yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited about that. And then I will be going to Ecuador in December. I've been invited by, um, women photograph. Um, so they have, uh, like a big workshop uh, happening there for four days. Um, So they're going to have people from different backgrounds and photographers, and they're going to have, yeah, workshops and talks and portfolio reviews. So really exciting, really, really exciting. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah. And um, what else? And then, yeah, I mean, I continue... uh, I mean, I work as a photographer and I run for the feminist, but I also continue to contribute for publications, um, um, you know, interviewing photographers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now it's more sort of like very much on the women in Latin America, most of the publications. So this year I began a collaboration with the World Press Photo um, magazine, like the online magazine, which is called... Uh, witness and it's been great I, I am just so excited that they've given me or given us really uh, space to share the work that you know that we are featuring and and yeah I'm very grateful for that opportunity to be honest um, cool. yeah well, that's, that's been show, really cool yeah. Um, okay, one last question. It's a fun one. Who are you currently obsessed with right now on Instagram? God, wow. Uh, let me check my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Let me think. Okay. Uh, who I've been following? Well, mm, I was really lucky since this year I've been doing some freelance work uh, with Magnum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty much as a producer um, and workshop coordinator here in Hong Kong. And I've, I've loved it. I really loved it. Um, and um, I've been really inspired by like just looking again at the Magnum photos and um, just uh, Alex Webb was here with his wife. He gave an amazing talk about his work. Um I was really inspired by that. I've been quite obsessively looking at his photos lately. Um, yeah, I really like, I don't know how he has captured Latin America and the movement, the colors. And when he was here, he was, he was talking about that all his inspiration and motivation really comes from literature. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been looking at more, like, uh, just reading more, really. Um, just looking for more inspiration myself, too. What's his um, Instagram? His Instagram is Alex Webb, I believe. Let me check. Um, wait up, wait up. Where is him? Mm, Webb underscore Norris Webb. So it's his, himself and his wife, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll add that yeah, to the show an, so people could see. Amazing talk, yeah. Really wow. good talk. Then my other project, I guess, is um, Photo Feminist Library. It's, uh, I really have it as a mission. And just I'm constantly looking online you know like ways how to show it how to share it the library mm. oh what else let me see hmm. um, like, let me see photo photo feminist i'm locked out at the moment but like i think well also hong kong news definitely i've been more um, like constantly following it. Uh, South China Morning Post. Um, yeah, just I guess those those have been most in my mind in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. But did you have like any in particular, like like photography or no, in general? Just in like, general, like what you what you're currently interested in looking at. I mean, I always look like, you know, festivals as well, like what's happening, what, what are they sharing, um, what else? Um, I think festivals, is, for me, it's a great inspiration. That's why I'm always like checking, checking out what they're sharing and what are they showing and how are they installing work. I'm also really into like the book fairs because I'm really interested in seeing like how people display their books or are they responding to a theme? Um, I'm interested in that sort of stuff. Yeah. Again, because of Photo Feminist 
library and I make, you know, kind of like mental notes or in my phone as well, like when I come back to this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, that's, I would say, yeah, those, yeah. Cool. Okay, before we go, where can everyone see your work? Like websites, Instagram? So my personal work, uh, yeah, Ver- veronicasanchez.com is my website and my Twitter and my Instagram, the same, Veronica Sanchez. And, well, Photo Feminist, uh, we have, well, we have a website, which is photo, F-O-T-O hyphen feminist, F-E-M-I-N-A-S.com. And it's the same for Instagram. Twitter, Vimeo, and we also have a Tumblr, which not many people use, but that's kind of like our visual, you know, diary, to put it that way. So it's more like, not sort of like content, but it's sort of like interests and things that we, that I have as a curator, I guess, somehow. Mm And also we have a SoundCloud channel with some interviews as well. I mean, they're all in Spanish, but uh, I used to also do interviews for, I think I did it for two years with photographers. Mm -hmm. So there is about 24 interviews in there, audio interviews. Um, So, yeah, we've done just different bits and bobs. So you can find us in several social media channels. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for being part of Color and Photography. I hope it was a fun experience. Yeah, thank you so much for this invitation. All right. Well, I know it's super late. It's like, what, almost 11 o'clock? Almost midnight. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for staying up to to come and talk to me. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. All right. Okay. Have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Color and Photography. Follow us on Instagram at Color and Photography to see some of the images we refer to in this podcast. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes and interviews on the diversity and uniqueness of photography from the past and the present. This podcast was produced and edited by Amy Santos with music by Stefan Bode. 